today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. I want to talk about some of the uh, further impacts that, uh, of course, the lockdown is going to have, which comes into place at midnight tonight and will be in place for the next few weeks anyway. One of the impacts is going to be on small business especially, and uh, I'm not impressed with what the government's uh, putting out here right now. Uh, and a lot of small business folks are very concerned about what's going to be happening. Global's Dave Woodard has some details. Premier Doug Ford says he's seen long lines of the big box retail stores and he's concerned, which is why he's going to be implementing an enforcement blitz at those stores in the coming days. We'll come down hard on these big box stores if we have to. But he says there's no reason for people to be lining up in the first place. There's a purpose. They should People should go in, get their stuff. And, and come home. Critics have been asking Doug Ford to close off non-essential parts of big box stores, but the Premier says it's not that simple. Toronto Mayor John Tory's commented on the new restrictions, saying he welcomes the enforcement blitz, but that if it doesn't work, he hopes the government will take further action. Dave Woodard, Global News. Yeah, this uh, big box versus a small business thing has is, is been an ongoing problem ever since the pandemic hit almost a year ago now. Uh, and I, my impression, I, I, I still don't think the government's got it right. I don't think they're listening uh, to small businesses uh, who are being negatively impacted by this. Joining us to talk about this is uh, Julie Krasinski, who is the Director of Public Affairs uh, for the Canadian Federation of Independent Businesses. Uh, Julie, great to have you on the show. Thanks so much for the time today. Well, thanks for having me on, Bill, to share CFIB's views. Thank you so much. Well, I was uh, looking at, uh, at Dan Kelly's uh, tweets earlier today. Dan, of course, is the CFO for the Canadian uh, Federation for Independent Business. Uh, and, and if I could paraphrase this, Julie, I know you know that he's ticked, and I don't blame him because I, I, I can't understand where the government's coming from in situations like this. Uh, you were already under dire circumstances because of some of the government policies because of COVID, uh, and it looks like these guys are just shoving you down once again. Oh, absolutely. We've got a double whammy going on here, Bill. So first of all, unbeknownst still to a lot of people, even people in the media, you can still shop at a Walmart after 8 o'clock or a Costco, provided that they carry a full range of groceries. And most do. There are a few Walmarts maybe that don't have the full range of groceries, but they're few and far between. So number one, I can still shop at a Walmart or Costco after 8. And if I'm a small business owner, let's say I want to buy a book. I can go to my local retailer, and I'm basically, I have to resort to buying it at the curb by 8 o'clock, but I can buy that same book in a Walmart after 8 o'clock. Is that fair? No. No. And how about this one, Bill? We just confirmed this morning through the Premier's office that Amazon will be able to make deliveries after 8 o'clock, but we're unclear as to how a small business will be affected, because yesterday we were told that if a small business owner himself or herself wants to save money and make a delivery after 8 o'clock, they can't, but if they use a third-party service, they can. How does that make any sense in this world? We are baffled and dumbfounded. We thought at least maybe these rules would follow the quote-unquote do-no-harm principle. But basically, small business has been punched in the gut not once but twice with yesterday's announcement. Well, it just doesn't make any sense. And I understand, you know, I, I, I get this this end run that they're doing around this with some of the big box stores, with the, the Costco's and, the, and Walmart's and things like this, and say, well, we do have a grocery section. But people aren't going in there just to buy groceries. I get that. And now I, I, I've i mentioned this on the program before, but I'll, I'll just reiterate from our listeners' standpoint. I have 
we've been working out of the house for about a year now, like a lot of other folks have. I don't go into stores very often. My, you know, if we need groceries or something like that, more often than not, my wife will be the one that does it. So I'm getting all this information about how these are operating. Uh, things like social distancing are, are, are crazy from what I'm told. I've talked to people that have gone to the Costco's and the Walmarts. Uh, it's a lot easier to control a smaller number of people. And, and what I'm hearing, Julie, over the last uh, well, seven or eight months now, is that the small businesses, the the, the mom and pop stores, the, the small downtowns, etc., they're actually doing a much better job of controlling the, the, the pandemic because they're limiting the number of people. It'll say, hey, only two or three people in the store. And, and people will gladly ad- adhere to that and doing that. And they're wearing masks. They're doing everything they're supposed to be uh why are you being punished you're the ones that are actually playing ball the way you're supposed to play ball and trying to survive in a situation like this and like you say you got a gut punch from the government yesterday oh absolutely two points on that one for all those people out there including representatives of government including the premier who say it's impossible to make walmart close off certain sections is the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard You don't need to close off those sections, Bill, although Manitoba's been doing it. What about, here's a a no-brainer of an idea, what about using point of sale? So that, let's say, I try to buy that non-essential good at Walmart, it's jeans. How about, here's a novel idea, sorry if I'm sarcastic, that the cashier doesn't let you buy it and just sticks it in a bin. So that argument is hogwash. And yes, you're absolutely right. Business owners on their own have gone above and beyond. And I think we even surveyed a few months ago, and between 80 and 90% of them said that they chose on their own to go above and beyond what the minimum requirements are. And your point is well taken. If I own a small independent store, that's my livelihood, my life and blood. So I'm going to watch like a hawk to see if everybody's wearing a mask, and I'm going to have a station set up where people can sanitize their hands. And we've even heard of stories where business owners on their own clean their store every two hours. Oh, yeah. I can believe that. We we found, uh, uh, both our daughters are vegans, and uh, we found a little fabulous little bakery that's uh, vegan bakery stuff. So, And my wife was going into there just the other day, and, and that was the thing, two people in the store at one time. And, and there was a lineup of four or five people, social distance, by the way, uh, outside the store, waiting their turn, figuring, because, you know, this, especially with small businesses, you don't go in there and, and roam. You go in there, I want that, I want that. You buy it, you go, you leave, the next customer comes in. And it's a very efficient way of doing things, and everybody seems to be on side with that. Uh, and I don't buy this thing, that, as you've just mentioned, uh, that these other stores can't be accommodating as well. I mean, anybody who's ever shopped at Costco, Julie, knows darn well that the stores are all set up exactly the same in every city, whether you're in Winnipeg or Hamilton or London or whatever. Uh, you walk in there, the electronics are right there in front of you, uh, you know, and all that stuff there. The clothing part of it is right in the middle of the store. You could quite easily block all that off because the groceries are all down at one end. That's where the food is. You could just block all the rest off and say you can't even go in there you can't purchase any of that stuff it's not impossible to do yet these guys just get a free pass from the government oh absolutely and i hate to say it i'm sorry if we're inconveniencing walmart and costco given all the revenues that they're generating at the expense of small business because we just went through a very critical holiday shopping season bill october november december where our businesses were closed And in retail, they were allowed curbside delivery. But as you know, things like a shirt, you want to buy at a place that you can actually try it on. 
sure. buying a shirt at curbside or even any other Christmas gift. You want to go into the store and feel it in your hands. So we have business owners that missed out because of the government's ineffective policies and their preference, and they clearly, I hate to say it, Bill, but it's true, this government has picked big business over small business. And we are extremely disappointed. We didn't expect it from this government, of all governments. It's very, very disappointing and disconcerting that we have an announcement that is actually worse, not better for our small businesses. And we don't know where all this is going to end up, Bill. We're hearing from our members statistics like uh, 36% in Ontario won't survive a second lockdown. Um, 90,000 jobs could be lost in Ontario solely due to COVID. Or how about this one? 27% of small businesses only are showing normal revenues. So how are they supposed to cover all of their expenses? And a lot of them, Bill, and I'm sure you've talked to some yourself, they've Mm -hmm. already pretty much exhausted all of their personal savings. Some of have even sold their cars just to keep their heads above water. So this is, uh, yesterday I actually, uh, I was very sad and disappointed, and I shed a tear for our members. I was just shocked, and I can't believe that the government didn't take the opportunity yesterday, a glorious opportunity, to level the playing field. In the very least, they could have said, Walmarts have to close at 8 o'clock, whether they sell food or not. They can still open after 8 o'clock if they have a full range of groceries. Or, like you said, and I think the Mayor Tory is a big proponent of this too, and we had a great meeting with him, by the way, before Christmas, of at least making them, at least cordon off the sections that are non-essential. Because if this is about people surviving and getting through the next few months, I I don't think not buying a shirt for the next two to four weeks um, at a Walmart is going to be the end of the world for any citizens out there. It's What's driving me crazy about this, Julie, is, is uh, you know, even back in my time on city council here in Hamilton many, many years ago, I mean, we I did an awful lot of work with the Business Improvement Associations, the BIAs, and, and they're the heart and, and lifeblood of communities, small businesses in all these areas, and there's a number of them here in Hamilton. Uh, and you got to wonder about whether or not these guys are going to survive. I mentioned the story the other day. We've got family up in the uh, Collingwood Blue Mountain area. And uh, over the holidays, I was talking, and she said, you know what, the, the main street, anybody who's been to Collingwood, it's a gorgeous street, main street here, Ontario Street in Collingwood. They have the angle parking and all these small businesses. She says it's a ghost town now. There's only about three stores open in all of the downtown because they're not allowed to open. And she says, I don't know if any of them are going to open their doors again. Did, did the government not understand, Julie, what they're doing to the economy when they kill small business? I know it baffles me, Bill, because I get a lot of requests now. Um, you know, I want to consult with you about what we can do for recovery. And I don't know how many times I have to get it through their heads that our members aren't ready to recover because they're, they may be dead. They may be toast. That they need help now. You can't look at the end of the tunnel when you have to make it through the tunnel. These businesses are drowning, and I don't know what more we can do. I mean, uh, we've had meetings, and our president, Dan Kelly, has rolled up his sleeves in Ontario and worked with the Ontario lobbying team 
to, with various meetings, whether it's municipal officials, we've met with the premier, we've met with the health minister, we've met with the chief medical officer of health. And I have to tell you, Bill, to me, it's common sense. And we don't have medical degrees, but what we are experts in is consumer behavior based on what our members tell us. And it makes sense to us, instead of forcing throngs of people into a Walmart where they're crashing into each other, not wearing masks, and where the owner can't watch over them appropriately, how is that better or safer than spreading the crowds out among a large number of smaller businesses and allowing, as you said, like one, two, or three people with very strict protocols in place? Bill, we even offered as much as our members might not like it, but we wanted to get a positive answer, we even offered the government, we said, look, we'll get our members to even screen patrons going into the store. Do you think Walmart would ever agree to do that? We no. said, we'll do it. Screen patrons. We'll even do what more. They, what they do so is head counts. And have yeah. people in the store. It's, and, and listen, I, I don't want people to get the impression that, that what you're saying today, Julie, and, and what Dan has been mentioning on Twitter, you're, the CEO, Dan Kelly, uh, you're not saying let's punish Walmart and Costco. That's no. not what you're saying at all. You're saying give us a break. Just be fair to us. Put us on an even playing field so at least we can compete. Right? There's always going to be a debate, uh, you know, pandemic or no pandemic. There's always going to be a debate about small business versus big business. And, and it, we as consumers are going to have to make some choices about that. But you know, the, with this huge, huge problem of a pandemic right now and, and the, the, the crisis situation that small business is in right now, I again, I just can't understand why the government would be so cold-hearted about this and simply say, we're going to restrict small businesses. That's not where the problem is. But that seems to be what they're directing all their anger at. No, we seem to be the punching bag for this yeah. government. When it comes to COVID, you're absolutely right. And Bill, to your earlier point, that is absolutely correct. We're not saying that Walmart should be closed or Costco should be good, closed. We're saying just make it a level playing field. That's all. Yeah. Like businesses and, and, have and lost enough. After yeah. the holiday season, retailers, I mean, they're telling us sectors like, let's say hospitality, for example. That's another one that's really hurting. People in the hospitality sector, our business owners are telling us it will take them seven years to recover from this. Seven years. Mm-hmm. And and that's if things go well. I mean, and we don't yeah. know that they're not. You know, they, they, you got fingers crossed in situations like this. Uh, then the numbers are staggering. And and you know, you and I have talked about this in the past, Julie. I mean, it's it's tough enough to try to try to start a new business anywhere in any community in situations like this. It makes it even worse. I mean, we've we've done things like encourage entrepreneurship and act. You know, people to to go out there and boldly start things. And now a lot of people have done that. There's a great uptake on that. Uh, and now the government's basically turning their back on it and saying you guys are on your own. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, I've got to stay in touch. I know you guys are going to continue to be vocal about this, and I will too, uh, because as I say, small business is what drives the economy, and the government just doesn't, for one reason or another, doesn't seem to get that message, notwithstanding some of the promises that the Premier made when he was just a candidate for it for this, about how he was going to be the guy that was going to make the economy go, and he's he's got the back of the the small business folks. uh, he, he may be looking at the back of small business, but I think he's ready to stick a dagger in it as opposed to give them a helping hand here. Well, hey, Bill, you just need to look to Stats Canada. 88.3% of all jobs in the private sector created by a small or medium-sized business. Exactly. That pretty much Julie, says it all. And keep fighting the good fight here, will you? 
Bill, you know the blood, sweat, and tears that goes into owning a business. And a lot of these business owners, they want to keep their employees on the payroll. They care not just about themselves and the families that are employed, but also the other employees that they take on. And I don't think this government or the health table understands really what it is to start a small business. Julie, we'll stay in touch on this. Uh, Stay loud and vocal about this, and we'll see if we can get the government to open their eyes. Uh, We'll stay in touch. Thanks for this today. Thanks, Bill. You have a good one. Cheers. You too. Julie Kuzinski, of course, the Director of Provincial Affairs for the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. I really got the, the dirty end of the stick from the government uh, with the shutdown order that uh, is just not fair to them. That's really what it comes down to. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.